Welcome to the Nourish Babes podcast. We're your hosts, Bella and Madison, your go-to besties for all things women's wellness. We're here to help you balance your hormones, heal your gut, learn how to eat, exercise, sleep, manage your stress, break free of diet culture, and get confident as fuck about your own health and healing. Let's dive into today's episode. Before we dive into the episode, are you subscribed yet? Nourish Babes podcast monthly paid subscribers receive access to two to three additional podcast episodes per month, which are longer, more in-depth, and more specific than our free episodes, exclusive discounts and offerings, and also the potential to be featured on one of our case study episodes, where you send in your health concerns and we spend a whole episode sharing our personalized diet, lifestyle, and supplement advice for you. So are you ready to subscribe? If you're listening on Spotify, click the link in the show notes or click the lock icon on Spotify paid episodes. If you're on Apple, click the link in the show notes. On Apple, these episodes are actually hidden from your feed. Once you're subscribed, you will gain immediate access to past and future subscriber episodes. So we hope to see you there. Welcome back to the Nourished Babes podcast. Finding balance when it comes to your health is an essential piece of living a healthy life. The wellness world, as you might know, can become quite toxic and really stressful in regards to the, to the amount of pressure, fear, and overwhelm it can create in our lives. So in this episode, we're going to discuss some wellness non-negotiables we have, as well as some things we're a little bit more lax or flexible on these days. Hopefully this episode will help give yourself some grace and compassion and freedom with yourself, helping you realize that your health habits don't have to consume your life. Also note that these are our non-negotiables. Yours are going to look different, but hopefully this gives you some ideas of things to really focus on rather than getting so overwhelmed with a long list of things to do. We've established most of these because we feel the impact of these things or we've just done so much research about these things that we really prioritize doing them in our life. Yeah, we just thought it would be fun to like do a more conversation style podcast where we're just talking about like things in our life and what we prioritize and what we don't. And even like within these non-negotiables, some of we, us two also have like different opinions on something. So that's also going to be fun to talk about. So first let's get into our wellness non-negotiables. These are things we will go to great length to make sure that will happen or we, that we prioritize. So the first one is breakfast. If I don't eat breakfast, it like ruins the whole rest of my day. And I can tell my blood sugar is unbalanced and like I binge a lot more food in the evening, especially if I don't eat enough protein. This is also like if I drink way too much coffee, like I'll drink some coffee before breakfast, but if I drink like a full blown cup of coffee before breakfast, I definitely don't feel well. So for me, getting breakfast in, especially with enough protein, is absolutely a non-negotiable. Yeah, this one has become also a non-negotiable for me only within the last like maybe couple years. Prior to this, never ate breakfast or just like grab something super fast. I would like drive through Starbucks and get some like egg bites and a coffee. Um, But this is huge for me now and because I feel so so different when I have breakfast. 
I was recently traveling, I think it was like over the summer, mm-hmm. and I was with my sisters, and they have breakfast, but it's not like me, where I'm like, I need to eat this super big protein-rich yes. breakfast uh, in the morning to like feel good throughout the day, and I just noticed like the longer that I was waiting around to like have an actual meal, I felt anxious and irritable and hangry and just like, yeah, I did not feel okay. So just was reassurance of like breakfast is super super important especially because i mean most people are like oh intermittent fasting and it's like mm-hmm. we have so many opinions about that you yes need to fast like breakfast is so important for your blood sugar balance and your stress hormones and your digestion um and you're already fasting yes. a really long period during the night so yeah for me breakfast is like when i'm traveling when i'm stressed like on a normal day-to-day life it's like mm-hmm. i have to have I too was like you and didn't eat breakfast. Like I wouldn't eat till like one or two o'clock and no wonder like my hormones were totally dysfunctional and my nervous system was just completely shot because they would just drink coffee without any mm-hmm. sugar or substance and just continue. Um, also now my husband and I, we live with my parents and my dad loves to make us breakfast in the morning. He so works great. two days a week, but on the days that he doesn't work, he makes us breakfast, but it's usually like, like 10 o'clock. So I always try to like eat a pre-breakfast something. Again, it doesn't have to be full-blown breakfast at like 7 a.m. right when you wake up. Yeah. But just like a little bowl of cottage cheese or yogurt with some fruit. Like just to hold me over till I actually either have time to make breakfast or like on my dad's schedule where he's going to make it for us. So just having something within an hour of waking has been so helpful, I know, for the both of us. So that is our first absolute like non-negotiable for the both of us. The next one is circadian rhythm. So this means like basically for me, it's like no lights at night. Um, We've talked about this in some of our light episodes, but this is huge for me. I'm like, if I can control it in most Mm -hmm. environments, which I can, I am like, I'm crazy strict about lights after dark. Like it makes me anxious it makes yes. me overwhelmed, especially like bright LED overhead lights. I am like dimming the lights, turning off the lights, turning on like Himalayan salt lamps over mm-hmm. just minimizing light as much as I can um, at night. And again, this one for me is like I do this because I notice a difference mm-hmm. in my sleep if I'm exposed to bright light after the sun has gone down. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Absolute non-negotiable. I am like no overhead lighting in our house or like RJ needs to turn the overhead lighting on. I'm like, warn me before you do that. Yes. And I, my, my nightstand light is actually red. So like as soon as the sun goes down, it's like no Red red light only. And I, again, I think we talked about this. We do use computers and devices, but we love our red light glasses to use because, oh my God, I t- can tell such a difference. Um, I think this also goes with like getting morning light and how important it is to like expose your eyes to sunlight in the morning. We woke up this morning and the first thing Maddie was like, I'm going outside. And I was like, I have to pee really quick. But, yeah. Um, like she went outside and got morning light and then I was like in here opening every single yes. blind in the place to like get that natural light in. And I feel like I honestly, like I have a overhead light in my bedroom, mm-hmm. but I never turn it on because in, during the day I just have like natural sunlight. And then as the sun goes down, I'm like, this is way too freaking bright. I cannot have this on. So I'm definitely a stickler. I'm just like you. If it's on, I feel like too overstimulated. It's, I notice on the days where I do have like 
normal lights on is so much harder to go to sleep Mm -hmm. and just totally messes with my circadian rhythm yes and i i think that i am i'm more so uh prioritizing the morning light of course like i know the benefits i don't think i feel it as much as i do like the The light exposure at night but interesting darmesh my boyfriend he is like the best person about getting morning light like the first thing he will like I swear, like a joke with him, like he's like pushing people down to like get outside <laughs> quickest, like expose his his eyes to the natural light, um, which has helped me get into a better better rhythm of getting outside in the morning. At least for me, my mornings used to be so rushed, mm-hmm. and I kind of have this like almost like mm. anxiousness to like get started. Yeah. So it's I've been really working on slowing down in the mornings and like getting outside and drinking a cup of tea and yes. like slowing things down before. I get into the day so that's been helpful it's just like letting my eyes get exposed to the light outside mm-hmm. and like taking a breath before I start to like clean or yes look at my phone or anything else absolutely love it okay our next non-negotiable are period products and this goes for mostly like um disposable period products that like your normal Tampax brand or Kotex brand, we prioritize organic cotton period products only. Um, I used to use a menstrual cup, but I felt like I didn't like it on my period. I felt like my cramps were worse. Also, I've learned a lot about silicone is actually not as inert to like neutral as we think it is. Yeah, like it can actually leach out some stuff. So I don't use that anymore. And I don't even like tampons, like even organic um, cotton tampons. I just feel like my period, it lasts a lot longer and my cramps are worse if I use tampons. So the only thing I really use are pads or like panty liners. And I always get them from Sprouts. They're organic cotton. Because like if you think about your vagina, it's literally like an open organ. And if you're using those things with who you can't even like I think by law they're not required to tell you what's actually inside of the tampons and like inside of the period products so if it doesn't say like that it's for sure organic cotton yeah you really don't know what's actually in there and so I don't want that touching my vagina or my vulva at all like Mm -hmm. no thank you uh yeah what about you yeah I mean this is a huge one for me too um I years ago I bought a bunch of like reusable pads which I yes. use sometimes. Um I like that and then yeah, for me it's just like I prioritize organic cotton tampons. And um recently I remember there on Instagram there was this whole like uproar yes. in this there's a brand of organic tampons that like is oh, at Target uh, as at Target. Yes, yeah. and they contain some kind of weird like dioxide something and i think that one even says it on the label it does say it on the label yes but they're organic right like that's yeah that's a better option but yeah there was this whole uproar about you know like this ingredient in there i don't even remember what it does because i haven't used stuff like that in years um but yeah it makes so much sense to prioritize the things that are put you're putting inside your body first Mm -hmm. and foremost um yeah because it's staying inside your body for a period of time and your body's essentially yeah absorbing those chemicals and that can have a huge effect on yeah like you're like you said you're cramping also like your period pain or mm-hmm. you know it it affects the gut micro or your microbiome mm-hmm. down there so yeah i've prioritized uh this for years there was a while where i was also using a menstrual cup 
Mm. Didn't love it. Um, and then I also was using sea sponges. Have you ever <gasps> seen those? No. Yeah. I think I might have heard of them, but never used it. Yeah. I was using those for a while, which um, I haven't for years, but it's pretty cool. It's a, literally a sponge. There's like a little string attached to it and you just like squish it and stick it in. And Interesting. It's, yeah. It's a sponge from the sea. It's not made with, you know, it's made with sea yeah. sponges, which are like oh animal God. creatures in the ocean, <laughs> um, which is really cool. Yeah, another thing I wanted to mention was um, reusable period products. I have, I definitely mm. have some like reusable pads that I've used, but not so much when I travel. I just use disposable. Um, but there is a brand of reusable period underwear called Herology. I think you pronounce it. Maybe mm. we can add it to the show notes. But they are like um, made with. I think it's mostly organic cotton, but, and then there's like 5% spandex, but the spandex is like in the waistband. Like it's not going to be like touching you. Yeah. And those are the only period products that I've like used and actually liked. Um, you might've heard of the whole thinks uproar. Yes. Like I never, I tried a pair of thinks once I had like one pair, but I didn't like it cause it was like synthetic and mm-hmm. it made me it feel polyester, right? Yeah. It made me feel like claustrophobic and like sweaty and yeah. it was not comfortable at all. So I didn't really use them, but then they came out that they had, um, EDCs and endocrine disrupting chemicals like in, and they tried to claim that they yeah. didn't. So it's just like, oh my God, scary. But I honestly prefer like disposable period products. I just think yeah. it's like cleaner, easier, whatnot. My favorite brand I use normally is Natricare, which I think yeah. you can find at Sprouts, but also like the Real brand or yeah, something like that. And Lola, those are all like non-toxic period products that I have used and I like. Okay, so that's it for period products. The next one that is like part of our absolute like non-negotiable things that we prioritize are avoiding vegetable oils. So, I mean, the vegetable oil debate is like yes, all over the place. Um, when we say vegetable oils, we're referring to things like canola, safflower, sunflower, soybean, even things like grapeseed, peanut oil, These are all vegetable seed oils that can cause so much inflammation in the body, so much damage, um, and they stay in your system for years. So this is Mm -hmm. a huge one that both of us agree on as far as being non-negotiable. And this for me was like a change that I made years ago. I don't know how long it's been for you. Yeah, this was like back in, I don't even know, like maybe even like 2015 or earlier. Mm -hmm. I just remember like switching over to coconut oil or... Mm -hmm. Um, avocado oil or olive oil. So I haven't consumed or had vegetable oils in my house for years, for so long. I mean, for me, it's just like intuitively it doesn't make sense that we're getting these oils from like these really weird seeds. And, you know, you can look up how these are made and it's like requires so many chemicals and uh, it's, it's industrialized, it's industrial made. You can't make these things without machinery Mm -hmm. and chemicals and heat. So yeah, as far as at home, um, I never use these ever, like never at all. I would say like, I have become a little bit more flexible as far as eating out goes with vegetable oils and you've helped, helped me do that. Not like you know, not You're like not going to die. It's going to be okay. Yes. Like I used to be so strict about eating out and vegetable oils because 
most places you're going to go, they're using vegetable oils. It is very rare to find places that don't use vegetable mm-hmm. oils. Of course, there's places. Um, there's an app called Seed Oil Scout, which mm-hmm. is a great database resource that has um, restaurants that don't use seed oils. And you can always ask. Most restaurants are pretty transparent about it. But at this point, I'm like, okay, if I'm eating out, like, I'm just going to enjoy it. Yes. It's a rare occasion. Um, if I can, I'm going to prioritize going to restaurants that don't use seed oils. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's just so rare that I'm just like, I'm going to enjoy this and I'm going to like get back to my normal life and routine after this. So that's like the only exception that I'll make Yeah, is like eating out. Yeah, I'm pretty much same. Like I can't tell you the last time I bought a bottle of like vegetable oil to like bake a cake like no I will use I've used applesauce instead of like if in baking recipes and or just coconut oil I've even used olive oil I think that one was kind of funky but um there are definitely alternatives but I do not definitely do not buy like pure vegetable oil um and Again, I feel like so many of us don't necessarily use... I guess a lot of people do still use vegetable oil. I just like, again, like you haven't probably bought that in like seven plus years. But I think a bigger thing of where vegetable oils come from is like processed packaged foods. And like you bring those foods into your home. So that is like also where I draw the line. Is like I read all the ingredients. You know, you like go to the grocery store and you're like cruising around and you're like oh, here's some tater tots. Like, I wonder if the only ingredient is potatoes because there are some tater tots that are, like, literally just potatoes. But then you, like, look on the back and it says, like, sunflower oil or soybean oil. And so whenever I find things that, like, I want to try at the grocery store, I get really excited when they use, like, coconut oil Mm -hmm. or something else. Um, But I anything that I bring into my home... That's a packaged food. I really try not to make it vegetable oil. The one exception I make is chips because I don't know. Sometimes you just want the chip that you actually want. (laughs) And my husband loves chips too. So like that's our one thing that we're more negotiable on. Um, There are definitely chip brands out there that use avocado oil or coconut oil, but we like spicy chips and usually they don't have a spicy chip one. So like we go both ways, but I think it's nice to just like make that one exception for that one thing. But everything else that I see that has fresh oils, I'm like, no, absolutely not. I am like Maddie too. When I go eat out, I just like accept it for this. My non-negotiable is more like bringing actual that oil into my home and or when it's in processed packaged foods. Oh, I was just going to say with chips, I'm like, no, not that's like still no, no, I will absolutely not buy chips with canola oil. Really? Yes. But I just feel like there's some chips to me are like a rare thing that I'll yeah. eat. Cause if I do, I'll like eat the entire bag. Um, interesting. I mean, chips are one of those things. It's like, there's no protein in there. So it's like, they're not really filling you up. Yeah. So for me, I'm not going to, you know, I get those occasionally. Um, of course they're more expensive, but like Fuego or the, um, Siete Fuego ones, they're cattle cooked potato chips. Phenomenal. Like those are really good. Um, I'm trying to think. There's brands that have, yeah, that use. Yeah, there's like a bolder brand. They have like a thin and crispy one. And I think it's avocado oil, which still like isn't the greatest. But to me, it's better than soybean oil or something like that. I'm actually not like the biggest chip person, but my husband is. And so I'm just like, meh, it's fine. Yeah. But it just goes to show like we can have different opinions and like still be friends and it's going to be okay. (laughs) 
Um, our next not negotiable is pharmaceuticals. So like, I could not tell you if like, I think the only prescription I've ever been prescribed for me is like an antibiotic for something. Mm-hmm. And even now I would be very, very like, I would have to be like on my deathbed to, <laughs> to like accept an antibiotic. Um, so yeah pharmaceuticals in like our whole house are just like not really a thing my parents are like 67 years old and they take absolutely no pharmaceuticals still which I'm very proud of them for that um I would say the only thing that I do take that's a quote pharmaceutical is sometimes like ibuprofen or uh aspirin Tylenol for like one if I have a crazy fever but that's like super rare um but more like if i have a headache sometimes you just like have a headache that just doesn't go away and then i will but i've been trying to look into like alternative herbal products like california poppy or other herbs that can possibly help and i don't get headaches too often um but that's like the only time i really make an exception sometimes if my period cramp if i had a really stressful month and my day one period cramps are bad usually I just like ride it out but if I have to like go somewhere on period day one and I'm just like I don't want to deal with this then I will take some ibuprofen but for the most part not really and I just like haven't gotten to that point where I feel like I need to go find an herbal so like I know it's on my to-do list but yes there's just been so many things yeah I'm the same way. For me, it's like hard no, hard pass on literally everything. Mm-hmm. And I didn't always used to be that way. So I grew up like I took so many antibiotics as a kid. Yes. Um, I used to get reoccurring tonsillitis a ton. Um, um, I mean, that was like the norm in my family. Like we just had like yes. Pepto-Bismol, like, over, like regular over-the-counter yes. stuff or like regular whatever. Um. So yeah, I definitely grew up in that mindset of like, oh yeah, just take a pill for it. Or like, you have yes. a headache, take, you know, ibuprofen or whatever. Um, I guess I got like very turned off by it when I was going through my gut issues. And then when I was 21, mm-hmm. I was prescribed basically something to like help with my, my IBS. And I asked the doctor, <gasps> really? I was like, how long do I take this? And it was like, this is forever. <gasps> and I was like, 21. And I'm like, I'm not starting to take a pharmaceutical and having to take it for the rest of my life um so then of course at that point I just started getting way into health and wellness and just started learning about pharmaceuticals and literally there is not one that does not have a side effect and also it's like it's just a way to suppress your symptoms which is not never addressing the underlying cause Mm -hmm. um and really since then I've just been very much anti-pharmaceuticals at least for myself. And I also feel like there is an alternative to literally yes. every single one. You go to any health food store and there's mm-hmm. so many different supplements you can take. Like you have a headache, there's a supplement you can take. Yes. You have, I don't know, you have diarrhea, there's an alternative you can take. Yes. So um, many of these pharmaceuticals came from herbs too. Anyways. So it's like, why not go back to the original source? Exactly. Like, and as much as we, you know, talk about addressing the underlying causes and doing all the fundamental things, sometimes you need some, like, quick, immediate support. Yes. Again, there's always some kind of, like, herbal supplement you can take or, yeah, there's there's always options. Um, I remember I even, like, I got my wisdom teeth out and they, of course, prescribed me, like, pain meds and I, like, refused. I was like, I'll not take anything. So I just went to the health food store and I got a bunch of, like, homeopathics wow. and, like, this other supplement that helps with inflammation. And I took that and I was fine. Um, so, yeah, it's, like, for me, I'm like, absolutely not. I don't want to be a 
part of that system. Yes. Um, because I was for so long. So that's a big thing too. I also will say, so many of my clients are in pharmaceuticals and I really, mm-hmm. Yeah. Birth control. They've taken antibiotics. Yeah. 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 They like, you know, they're on, I, don't I know, forget like birth blood. control is a pharmaceutical. Yes. <laughs> um, and ideally, like, as their coach, yeah, I'm like, I want to get them to a place where they're not having to rely on pharmaceuticals. But I also think that you can do a lot of healing while still on yeah. pharmaceuticals. Yeah. So, and I think the same with, like, um, pharmaceuticals for mental health, right? I, oh, of course, huge. Those are, like... Antidepressants. Yeah. Sleeping pills. Yes. Yeah. Ideally, you're not having to rely on those, but if that's going to help you get to a point where you can make the lifestyle habits and change things I'm like I'm all for that I don't think it has to be like black or white yes for me it's very black and white um but I think that there's still some places where yes you can you can still do a lot of healing while being on pharmaceuticals but I think people just need to be more informed about all the different side effects of these things which they're not informed about yeah, birth control is a huge one in my like realm of the internet and whatnot. And I feel like so many people feel like they don't have a choice or yeah. they're, yeah, they just feel like they don't have a choice or they're like too scared to try fertility awareness method and whatnot. Um, but there are definitely like birth control, hormonal birth control absolutely depletes you of so many yeah. minerals and vitamins. And I've written blogs about this and like how to replenish that at least like if you feel like you still need to continue that and how you can support your body better and or if you're looking like to get off of it how to support your body off of that and just another quick story about pharmaceuticals that's frustrating but i'm sure a lot of people can relate to um just my mom she's on a lot of pharmaceuticals i love Mm -hmm. that your parents aren't taking any because most people over the age of 50 are on like you know 10 to 15 oh my gosh yeah, yeah pharmaceutical drugs um, my mom is on um, one for cholesterol. It's, I forget what it's called. It's statin. And she was having lots of muscle pain and muscle weakness. So uh-huh. she's going to all of her, she's not in this world. You yeah. Know, she just goes to her regular doctor. She's getting all this testing done, like trying to figure out why her legs feel really heavy and her muscles feel really weak and she's feeling fatigued. And oh of course gosh. I go in there and I'm like, mom, like, let's look at your medications that you're taking. And I saw a bunch of them and I'm like, yo, these side effects, the one, the number one side effect to cholesterol lowering drugs is muscle pain and weakness. Wow. And she told her doctor that and was like, could this be, could this have an effect? And they were like, oh yeah, that is a side effect. Like, let's lower your dose. Oh my and gosh. it helped so much. Really? And I was just like. You have here. to be your own best doctor. You, do. you have to be your own advocate for yourself. Yeah, so with pharmaceuticals, yeah, always do your research because they always Mm -hmm. have so many side effects. Okay, so that was a long one, but pharmaceuticals, again, on our list, yeah, of non-negotiable things. There's so many other options. Okay, so the next one is skin products and fragrances. So this is another huge one on both of our non-negotiable lists. Um, I think for me, it's like my beauty routine is so simple nowadays that I just like will say no to anything else that doesn't Mm -hmm. kind of fit within my standards. And the biggest one for me, I think is fragrance. Like I literally like feel nauseous when I smell fragrance. Um, and on, on a lot of labels for things that have fragrance, it will just say fragrance. And when it says fragrance, 
that means it could be one of tens of thousand different mm-hmm. chemicals that is artificial. It's not ever in a real fragrance unless it says like essential oil of rosemary yes. or like it has to specify the specific fragrance um, in order for you to know that it is actually coming from a plant. If it just says fragrance or perfume is artificial, it's going to fuck with your hormones. Like yes. it is mimicking estrogen in your body and contributing yes. to... Um, yeah, it's contributing to hormonal imbalances. So that for me is like huge no, easy, easy no. Like candles, I even, I mean, mm-hmm. this is more so than just skin products. It's like candles and like... Those plugins. Plugins just make me nauseous. Oh and God, all the scents, like all the scenty like dish soaps and all of that. I see fragrance on there and I'm just like, absolutely not. Like I will pay more for something yep. that is unscented or is scented with essential oils. Yes. Um, and then as far as skin products go, yeah, for me, it's just like, I wash my face with water or I really don't even wash my face. Like <laughs> I rinse it off in the shower and then I use homemade beef tallow products or like a hydrosol on my face, which is basically just like rose water or lavender yes. water. It's just, it's the water extracted, um, from plants. So for me, yeah, absolute big, non-negotiable, like simple, really simple, uh, skin products and absolute no to fragrances. I totally agree. I especially I feel like the world of endocrine disrupting chemicals and all of those like finding new products if you're coming from a more like traditional normal American lifestyle that change can be really hard. So I think starting with skin products and like fragrances are really important because these things stay on your body mm-hmm. and like yeah. when you put it like versus soap or versus shampoo or conditioner something yeah. that you're going to wash off is a little bit different than something that you're actually like putting on your skin and leaving on your skin um i'm very similar to maddie i wash my face with water maybe some oil if i'm feeling really fancy um i use a hydrosol i use some squalene oil which is like a type of saturated fat it's like one of the only liquid saturated fats that um, usually comes from sugar cane and then also Maddie's wonderful tallow. I love that she gives that to me and, and fragrance too. Super sensitive to it. Those plugins, especially like if I go somewhere and I'm just like, I like unplug it immediately, immediately and, or like Febreze or candles. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the ambience of a candle, but like yes. mine's like a non-scented beeswax candle. Yes. So, yeah, I'm super sensitive to those things, and they're a no-go for me. Uh, The next one is water quality. So, obviously, our water system is not the greatest. I know a lot of people in certain parts of the world can just drink tap water, or they don't care, or they just do drink their tap water. I, living in San Diego, California, would absolutely never drink the tap water, First of all, it like tastes weird off. There's like so many things in tap water that can't be filtered out. I know like birth control can be yeah. in tap water because the molecule is so small that like it just gets filtered through the system. So we at my house personally, we either we love sparkling water in our house. So we drink either sparkling water or there we have like a local water store and we buy the like filtered water but then we buy like the like one that's like 10 cents more or something um with 
added minerals to it and it like just tastes so good and we know that we're getting good quality water also we don't like drink a lot of water if that makes sense like it's mostly like to cook with or to make coffee or we have like an ice maker at our house um I like to or like making bone broth I like to like drink either coconut water Mm -hmm. or juice or like broth something like that so I'm not like chugging water all the time. I would love to have local spring water, but there's actually no place like that has like a local spring near my house. I think the closest one I looked it up was like an hour away. So could be an option for you. I know there's plenty of options in Utah, but just going to your local water store, there is so many options and it's definitely a better choice than tap water. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, this one for me was, like, non-negotiable years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I just started looking into food quality and water quality, and I was like, yeah, I'm not ever drinking tap again. There's so many different... Did you grow up drinking tap water? Uh-huh. <gasps> yeah. Oh, no, we always had reverse osmosis, oh, wow. but now we don't even have that. We like our water store. Wow. Yeah, no, I grew up just drinking straight from the tap or the hose. You know, that was, like, mm-hmm. my favorite. Um, hose water was good. So good. It's... <laughs> It hits on certain hot days. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, water quality has been huge for me. I mean, you're, I feel like your body is so much water. It's like becoming so much a part of you. Um, and of course, you know, it's just an easy way to avoid so many different things. So I also will buy like spring water um, in a glass like Mountain Valley or the Gerald Steiner one. Mm-hmm. We like that sparkling one. Yeah, those are really good. Uh, in Utah, there's a couple of springs. So I utilize a website called findaspring.com. You can look this up. It's for the whole U.S. And these are usually springs where you can actually fill up your own containers, yes. which are really cool. So there's a spring that I used to go to up Big Cottonwood Canyon, which literally was just like water coming straight out of the yes. mountain, which was so amazing. We also have like an artesian well that you can fill up water with. Are they all free? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is yes. so cool. Like, yes. that's how life should be. I we know. all have free access to, like, good quality water. You know. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and there was a couple more in Utah, but those are two in particular that I used to go to. Um, and then, what else about water? I also, too, I'm not the person who's, like, drinking gallons of yes. water per day. So, I'm eating lots of fruit, or I'm doing, yes. like, bone broth, or... I'm doing juice or like other types of things that are hydrating. Um, but yeah, if I'm going to drink just like plain water, I will always prioritize spring water over anything. I know people love like Kangen water and like yeah. alkaline water. And I'm just like spring water makes the most sense to me because it's literally coming yeah. from the earth. We should do a water episode. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on yes, water because there's so many weird waters yes. nowadays. Um, and how like bottled water is just like normal water from somewhere else. Like it's just repackaged. Yes. Tap water. Yeah, Yeah, basically. Um, so yeah, I think that's all for water. I love it. Uh, the next one that is one of both of our non-negotiables are barefoot shoes. So I learned about barefoot shoes really like back in 2016 um, I had a friend who was wearing barefoot shoes and I was like, what are those? Those look really cool and stylish. And then I started doing research and went down the rabbit hole on shoes and the fact that shoes, I mean, you're basically altering the shape of your foot mm-hmm. and which has so much to do with, you know, like 
your hips and your back and like your whole structural system mm-hmm. um, is affected by your shoes and your feet. So barefoot shoes essentially are zero drop, right? There's no like cushion on the back. There's no mm-hmm. arch support. Um, and they're also usually will have wide toe boxes so your toes can actually yes. spread out. So I started uh, wearing barefoot shoes in 2017. There was a couple weeks of adjustment because I pr- had never worn barefoot shoes before that. But I haven't ever, like, I got rid of most of my not barefoot shoes um, a couple years ago. And now I have, like, one pair of Birkenstocks, which Mm -hmm. are just, like, easy slip-on shoes. But prior to that, all my shoes are barefoot shoes. And this is because I feel so different wearing them. Like, my feet don't ever get painful anymore. Like, I don't struggle with any kind of, like, back pain or structural issues. Um, And... I used to also walk, I used to um, work at a health food store and the floor was concrete mm-hmm. and people were like, oh, you still wear barefoot shoes on this concrete? And I'm like, yes, I like, yeah, like your, your feet are so strong if you mm-hmm. allow them to be strong by yep. putting less on your feet. So yeah, since 2017, I've been like on that barefoot shoe game which is a huge investment the ones i love and i think that you like too are vivo barefoot which are like a couple hundred bucks per shoe but honestly i have the same pair that i bought in 2017 and i could i still wear them to this day so for me it's like a huge investment um for shoes but it's like it's worth it and also makes life really easy i mean yeah shoes are fun but also i'm just like well it's not barefoot so i'm not gonna buy it yeah Absolutely. I got into, um, it was like one year snowboarding and my husband had, um, like every time he would go snowboarding, he, his feet would hurt really bad. Mm. And so I remember you even mentioning like, oh, you should get him some barefoot shoes cause that's all I wear except yeah. for like during the winter to like strengthen his feet. And I, so I actually bought them for him for the first time. And then I think it wasn't until a year ago that I finally bought a pair for myself. And for me, it was honestly, definitely I feel it from like the no sole and like laying flat. And you just almost feel like my feet definitely, my feet and my legs hurt like for like two weeks Mm -hmm. when I first started like wearing them because I wasn't used to it. My body wasn't used to it at all. Um, But for me, the main reason I got them is because my toes are so smushed. When I was a little kid... (laughs) I liked my shoes so tight and like I would never do this to my future children ever because I like my, I think I was always wearing shoes like that were a size or a half size too small. And so my toes like actually curl and I don't have like a crazy bunion on my big toe side, but where my pinky toe is, I definitely have a bunion and like I just have terrible toes they called me raptor toes in high school good thing I have like strong confidence and I was okay with it and just like laughed along with it but I literally think I have the ugliest toes I've ever seen and then my husband grew up like barefoot all the time and he has like beautiful foot structure and his toes like splay beautifully so that was like the main reason I got into barefoot shoes and since last year, I have a pair of uh, barefoot, and the the sandals are my favorite because I feel like my feet can breathe. Um, so I bought those, and then I just bought actually recently a pair of just like 
off Amazon, like mm. just like a normal random pair, non-name brand, whatever, of like white tennis shoes because I felt like I needed some white tennis shoes in my closet. And I definitely, I went hiking with them the other day and they were like so much nicer. Yeah. And I basically wore those Vivo sandals all summer long. Yeah. And I went to a concert on Sunday and I wore like my old boots and I have like blisters on my toes because my feet are not used to like being that confined. So I definitely still have like other shoes um, that aren't barefoot shoes. But like as I go to buy new shoes, like I don't think I'll buy normal shoes again because yeah. especially if they're like closed toed shoes because yes. they hurt my toes so much and just I can feel like my body like weaker like I'm not mm-hmm. as like have my feet under me as well so yeah. going forward barefoots only seriously um next non-negotiable is fewer quality supplements so we've done a whole episode on supplements before but we honestly don't take that many supplements I take like maybe some beef liver and or B complex like I switch back be- between the two and like magnesium I think that's really like all I've been taking lately and I'm just like here we're just talking about like quality like I'm not gonna go buy a magnesium oxide just to get like mm-hmm. magnesium because that is not a great form of magnesium um so I think less less amount of supplements I definitely prioritize and if I'm going to buy supplements I'm going to buy the best quality possible same yes. with like collagen I do eat collagen and gelatin perfect supplements is my favorite mm-hmm. I also like Great Lakes we do that one a lot in our house um but like the vital proteins I've heard mm-hmm. some weird funky stuff about that and like technically it's cheaper than the ones that I like but yeah. no I'm going to prioritize quality over price yeah and it's easier to do that when you minimize mm-hmm. your supplement regimen right um yeah, I just remember taking so many supplements and I wanted to buy the quality ones because I'm like, well, I want them to work. Um, and it's just like hundreds and hundreds of dollars like yes, of things that really didn't make a difference. So I'm the same way with supplements. Like I will never purchase supplements at like a regular grocery store no. or like Costco. Absolutely not. Like I will spend more money on supplements that I feel or know are higher quality. Um, yeah, and that's a a big priority. Yeah, and that's easy to do when you minimize your supplement regimen, which both of us have done. Yeah, I take collagen, I take liver, Mm -hmm. magnesium. Yeah, sometimes oysters, but again, good quality. Yes, exactly. Okay, so another non-negotiable, this one's just for me. I really prioritize uh, the type of or the quality of the flour products. Mm-hmm. Right. Anything that's like wheat based, um, I want it to be like organic and maybe be einkorn flour or be sourdough, ideally sourdough fermented. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of particular about especially like the bread that I eat. And yes. I think I'm this way because I haven't, I mean, I avoided bread for almost a decade, just yes. recently introduced it this year. And so I'm sure I will get to a point where I'm a little bit more flexible on this uh on this thing but for now um like we went to a coffee shop this morning there was a ton of like pastries and things and like I got a gluten-free muffin because I'm like I don't know the quality they're not sourdough like I don't know how my gut's gonna be so I have 
eaten things that are definitely not the highest quality wheat and I don't really notice a big difference but I'm not trying to do that on a day-to-day -day basis so yeah really for me I'm trying to really prioritize if I'm doing products that have wheat in them things that are organic or not refined um, not fortified and things like sourdough fermented yeah, I feel like I'm definitely more lenient on this than you are, but even if I'm buying sourdough bread at the store, I always make sure it does have yeast in it because a lot of things say sourdough, but they yes. actually use yeast, so it's not actually true sourdough. There's very, very actu true sourdough products yeah. out there, especially at like normal grocery stores. Um, also, when I buy flour, I try mm. to make, I always like buy the einkorn all-purpose flour. That one's my favorite. Yes. Um, but like today I got a chocolate croissant. Was that what I got? Yeah. yeah. And it was so good and was like probably fortified and like yeah. not modern grain. But again, I don't have as crazy gut issues as you have in the past. So I'm a little more lenient on it, but even then, like I definitely prioritize good quality flour and sourdough when I'm like buying stuff, bringing them into my home. Yeah. The next non-negotiable we have is, and a lot of these things are more like things that we bring into our home. I think that when we are out and about, we like are less, less we're more free and flexible with things. Mm -hmm. But again, I feel like we both prioritize like being home and eating at home and whatnot. So this one is not eating my food in plastic. I don't think in our kitchen we have like a single, like we have plastic lids for our Pyrex, but mm -hmm. we don't have any plastic plates. We don't use paper mm -hmm. plates. We don't use plastic forks. We don't have plastic cups even, like all of the cups we drink out of our glass. And then definitely storing our food. We store all of our food in glass. Nothing is in plastic at all. Of course, like, again, we're eating out, like, getting coffee. It's in a plastic container. Yeah. That is totally fine, and we're living our lives, but definitely at home. Like, I don't put my anything in plastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm the same with everything. It's like, I don't own any kind of, like, plastic containers. I'm not eating in plastic, except for, like, yeah, when I go out... I definitely will not ever heat anything yes. in the microwave in plastic. I think that's what's uh, can be really toxic is when you're heating plastic or like say you have a plastic water bottle and it's in your car and then you're drinking mm -hmm. that. Um, I always opt for glass stuff when I can. And this sounds kind of intimidating because I think a lot of people rely on plastic stuff, but it's like you can go to a thrift store and buy a bunch of mason jars yeah. or like there's glass stuff everywhere. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be this like, you know, you're buying these really fancy glass Tupperware or whatever. Like you can find this uh, really anywhere. So yeah, that's for me too is like when I can. And this took me a while to transition out of because I used to like have paper plates because they were really convenient yeah. or like, yeah. you know, that type of stuff. But, but you don't know what kind of like chemicals are sprayed on that. And exactly. It's also like most of our food comes in plastic and mm. like it's just sitting in there in plastic. Yeah. And my dad is the biggest plastic hater ever. And for a lot of the stuff, he actually comes home and like takes it out of the plastic packaging yeah. and puts it in a Pyrex bowl because he is so like mm -hmm. anti-plastic. Yeah. But he's a little extreme. Yeah. Um, okay. So our next one is uh, Teflon or just like cooking what you're cooking in it's kind yes. of similar to this the previous one um of course we're here in this airbnb there's teflon it's like non-stick 
Yes. You know, we had to use it. I'm not too worried about it because yes. we don't really have, I'm not trying to like bring my own cookware, or like go to the store and buy some. Um, but the reality is with this one is like, you're, there's just, we're trying to avoid as many chemicals as we can. And for me, this one is pretty easy, right? So you can always opt for glass when you can, um, stainless steel, cast iron, or ceramic. And of course, sometimes these things are a little bit more expensive, but it's just like, okay, you're going to buy it and it's going to last you for a really long time. Yes. Yeah, I just no Teflon in our house at all. Um, not even eggs. You said mm. you do use it for eggs. Like I just use yes. butter and a stainless steel. And like if it's hot enough, usually it doesn't stick. Sometimes it sticks. Like to me, it's not the end of the world. Yes. Yeah, that is the only exception for me. Um, I mean, and if the the thing is with Teflon, right, is like every time you cook it or if you scratch it, it's like it's you're scratch. getting those chemicals. Yeah, in yeah. your food stuff. I get so pissed off when I cook eggs in something <laughs> that is not nonstick. Like, it just, it makes me, like, throws me over the edge. Oh, my gosh. Um, just because, like, I hate soaking it and cleaning it and just, like, it's so annoying. Yeah, I just and want it's it like, be... you eat that every single day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to use it. I Because I tried to do that for a while and I was like, I'm not going to use any Teflon, even yes. for my eggs. And it was just annoying and like consumed more of my time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep a small like little Teflon pan that's nonstick. I'm going to use it for my eggs in the morning. And yes. like it makes me so happy because yes. I don't have to worry about cleaning it or scrubbing it or soaking it. Um, and so that's the only thing that I use. And I'm sure Teflon. that like if you notice giant scratches on it, you would yes. like get rid of it and buy a new one. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Yes. Okay, and our last non-negotiable, that's actually a non-negotiable for me, but not Maddie, apparently, I learned 20 minutes ago, <laughs> is AirPods. Um, I do definitely have, like, Bluetooth devices. Like, sometimes I use the Bluetooth on my phone, but Bluetooth, like, going directly inside mm. my ears so close to my brain, like, no thank you. I'll just take the wired version. Um, I also don't let my husband use them. I'm, I wouldn't say I don't let him, but I'm like, you shouldn't. And he's like, oh yeah, that's kind of freaky. I don't think I yeah. will. Um, and like people at his work, they, he works remote and he sees people and they just have those AirPods in all for day. like all day, every day, eight hours straight. And some people say that this isn't like really a big deal, that it's not causing that much damage, that blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, AirPods have been a thing for like, five years maximum mm -hmm. like we have no idea the long-term effects for me like the wired headphones are totally fine I really hope that the world never stops <laughs> using them but I'm sure that some hippy dippy person will always continue to like produce air um, wired headphones I honestly don't even use headphones that much usually like because I live with my parents now and I'm like need to do like a hardcore clean in my room or something or around the house then I'll put some headphones in but for me I will never buy airpods yeah I used to be the same way I yes. was like so anti-airpods um but it changed I think for Christmas that's when I finally bought some airpods uh -huh. and for me the reason was I, <laughs> I love the reason yeah because I hate wired headphones on leg day like <laughs> <laughs> it they're making me so mad because like I they were wired and I'm like trying to you know, like move it around like in my shorts or like if I didn't have a pocket, it was like, it was just so annoying to keep my phone on me. So I was like, you know what? I'm so strict about so many things. Yes. I'm like, 
my mom gave me a bunch of money for Christmas and was like, do whatever you want with it. And I'm like, I'm going to buy AirPods. <laughs> and this feels so much like unlike me, but yes. I bought like the basic type. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, I'll wear them only on the gym days where I'm doing like leg stuff so that I don't have to deal with like the wire yeah. um, and holding my phone on me. Um, so yeah, for me, it's just like, okay, that's the time that I use them. And otherwise I would, yeah, if I'm going on a walk, I will like listen to a podcast or like talk on the phone with someone and I will use my wired, Mm -hmm. um, headphones. But for me, yeah, it's just like, I was holding myself to this, like such high standard. Like I can never get AirPods. Like I was being so, so strict about it. And then I was like, you know what? This is going to make my life so much easier. Like I'm going to use these on leg day and it's fine. So for me, it's like, yes, kind of, it, it was a non-negotiable and now I'm just like, whatever. So Yeah, and I think that's the beauty and why I wanted to do this episode because yeah. I was like, I have some non-negotiables that are some negotiables that you are mm. non-negotiables for you. We'll talk about them in a moment. But that like, I don't know, it doesn't have to be so serious. And if you're yes. like literally hindering your life in some way and just for like this one tiny thing, I don't know. It just sometimes... I think in the health world, we take things so extreme and it's not that serious and it's not like AirPods are going to kill you tomorrow. Like it's all going to be okay. And you have like boundaries around them. It's not like you're using them all day, every day, eight hours straight. Um, So I think all that's good. And I think it's interesting. I used to be so judgmental of people with AirPods. And I think that I was judgmental of them because I was also judgmental of myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like you're the the amount that you judge other people is a direct yes. reflection of how much you're judging yourself and it was just like i need to stop judging people for this like i can let them do what they want to do yeah, it's not and that serious exactly it's just like that's what i've learned over the past couple of years is, is, i mean in spending time with you too it's just like yes. it's not that serious you can be a little bit more uh, relaxed about things and if anything like that makes your life better and your health better because mm-hmm. there's less stress around all of these things. Yes, I'm totally the person, I feel like I'm middle ground health person. Like, I love to be healthy, I love to eat well, and like, but I also love a good concert. I love hanging out with my friends. I love, like, living my life. It's just like, there needs to be a middle ground, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, okay, so those were our non-negotiables. Let's get into some of our flexible ones not so non-negotiables yes we negotiate these are negotiables these are negotiables um okay so the first one is tattoos and piercings this is more so for me because i like tattoos i have tattoos i have lots of piercings and i will continue to get tattoos and piercings and i know people are now posting about tattoos because Mm -hmm. there's yeah there's a lot of toxins in the ink um and essentially that's staying in your body for a really long time so i'm so aware of this Um, and it was one of these things where I'm like, oh my God, I got tattoos. I feel so bad. Like I'm toxic and I got, yeah, I felt bad, like guilty about it. And I was like, you know what? Again, I do all these other things for my health and it's like, I enjoy them. Um, yeah. And simply that it's like, I enjoy them and I think they're beautiful and I think they're like part of my personality. And so I enjoy it. So I will continue to get tattoos. I know people post about like, if you get tattoos, like support your lymphatic system and support your kidneys. And it's like, okay, yeah, I might do some of that if I get more tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, really, you want to just like support your detox. Yeah, no matter methods. what. Yeah. If you have tattoos or not. Exactly. 
And then the other one is piercings. I remember uh, somebody had posted something about how piercings like cause the fascia to get uh, mm. like stagnant in wherever you get a piercing and they can like block your meridians or so- something about Chinese medicine and piercings. Interesting. And I remember reading it and it immediately like sent me into this fear mode because I have like wow. 20 plus piercings, you know, yeah. like my ears, my belly button, like my nose. Yeah. And again, it's like this thing where I was like, I really like my piercings. Should I take them all out? Because I'm blocking these certain meridians and like it's interrupting like a trigger point in my ear or whatever. And I was yeah. just like, you know what? This is ridiculous. I need to just like stop looking at information yes and just like enjoy my life and like to me there it's enjoyable like I like expressing myself in that way so those are for me like yeah I'm more flexible about it because it's something that's important to me and I don't think there's other things that I would rather prioritize yeah for me I would definitely say this is a negotiable. I personally just like don't want to get tattoos. So that's why I don't have any. But I would definitely not be scared like because of the heavy metals going. Like that's not the reason why I'm not getting tattoos. I'm not getting them because I just don't want to. I'm not like scared of that. Um, Also piercings. I only have my two ears pierced. And I got them pierced when I was six months old. And I do kind of get my second hole but I'm just like a weenie and I don't want to (laughs) like I just haven't gotten there but again not like totally fine totally negotiable not really concerned about it I think there's way other things that we should be worried about with our health rather than like oh my god my tattoo is leaching heavy metals into my body exactly um another thing that we're definitely more flexible on is bluetooth devices and wi-fi I think it would be interesting to like get my house perfect and like get everything hardwired and Mm. never use Bluetooth, but like that's just not realistic for me. I think it's fine. Um, I know some people who turn their Wi-Fi off at night. I have actually done that in the past. One time I had it connected to like a light switch so you could just turn the light switch off and it would turn it off. Um, but I don't know. I just don't, I think there's bigger fish to be worried about in the sea. (laughs) And for me, it's just not that serious. Like maybe one day I'll get super into it, but as of now, not too worried about it. Yeah. I'm the same way. I mean, I would like to, at some point, if I had my own place, like do what you're talking about, like set everything on a timer or like hardwire everything. I think for me, it's a problem when it like makes a noise, like yeah there's a there's like a power plant pretty close to my Mm. house and I like feel that when I walk past and I'm just like yes this is like dysregulating me whereas like the wi-fi that I have in my house yeah it's like pretty minimal um another thing too that's interesting about wi-fi is they say like the trees yes I was just gonna talk about that yeah the trees I mean the more trees that you're around or if you have like you know if you want to kind of mitigate wi-fi is just like yeah plant more trees or like move away from that if you really want to um but yeah for me it's possibly something in the future that if i know more about it might be more of a priority but i don't really have too much control also i feel like there's a huge fear of this type of Mm -hmm. stuff and it's like okay what's the option like you do these crazy things to your house but then your neighbor has wi-fi yeah and it's like do you move to the to the country when you're 
isolated from everyone and like yeah. acres away from everyone and make sure you have you're not exposed to wi-fi or is yeah. it like you live in a community where people you have neighbors and friends and like you, i don't know there's just do you have to weigh the pros and cons of doing stuff like that yes absolutely uh the power plant was such a good point um i had a friend who they like moved into their house whatnot and then they built a power plant or like mm. power line super close to their house and they actually like sued them and even lost like it was a whole freaking thing and I felt really bad but I've seen videos where uh, they like go close to the power plant just like in an open field and the meter like reads super high Mm -hmm. and then they're like just as close to the power plant but then they're close to a tree and the meter like goes drastically lower and it's something Mm -hmm. about like the tree is absorbing that and like putting it into the earth and into the ground that it's not like moving in the air so that to me is super interesting um i also actually do have a device at my house that i Mm. plug into the wall and it i forget what it's called blue something maybe i can look it up but um it like projects out a frequency that like helps protect yourself from the wi-fi and whatnot Mm. i don't really know how if it really like works that great but i did a lot of research like a few years ago and bought it and it's just like plugged in and doesn't really Hmm. do much yeah so yeah okay so our next like kind of negotiable thing nails and nail products um i used to get my nails done and like i would get gel and it was really nice because I used to bite my nails a lot Mm. and so it helped me like get out of that habit of biting my nails along with some other things but um that was like a year or two ago I would get my nails done and it was just like it was also like self-care and a fun thing to have done and help me not bite my nails um since then I've just I got rid of nails because I was like this is an expense that I really don't want to have Um, So now I don't currently have anything on my nails, but I think it's fun occasionally to get your nails done with friends or just like as a like self-care thing. Um, But yeah, as far as like the actual ingredients, of course, there's so many Mm -hmm. toxins in nail polish or you go to a nail salon and it's just like, oh God, smell it. Yes. Um, But yeah, I'm not too, too particular about it. I guess now at this point, I'm just like, "Eh, I don't really need my nails done. Yeah, I, for like four years straight, never had my nails done, ever. And I don't know, I think one, I hate chipped nails. I think it looks so bad. (laughs) So if you like do your nails at home, like I know you can do gel nails at home now. But the other thing is they almost make my nails feel like claustrophobic. Like I feel like my nails can't breathe and you don't think of your nail as like a porous material. But it is. But it absolutely is. And like you can absolutely absorb things on it. So I think I went like four years without ever painting my toes or my nails. And then last year my friend, my best friend got married and I was in her wedding and I was like, okay, it's time to get my nails done. And then even now, like I have a gel on my nails right now because I got married three weeks ago. And so I still have the same nail polish. Um, but I know when I, it's gel nail and I know when I take it off, like my nails are going to be super weak and they like flake off a lot. I think I could probably go to the actual nail salon and they like Mm -hmm. put alcohol on it and like get it off easier. But I don't know. Like, even when I got engaged, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, do your nails every week until, like, Jeez. you get engaged. Like, no, the day I got engaged, I was like, 
my nails were like super short and like I had dirt under them and they were like, but I was like, this is totally just who I am. So again, I don't think, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think there's way bigger things to worry about. But for me personally, I just feel a little claustrophobic, but don't get me wrong. My nails look really cute right now. They do. They really do. (laughs) Okay. And another one of our non or negotiables now is sugar. So I used to think sugar was the devil and that like the only sugar we should eat is from fruit and even that like you shouldn't eat too much sugar from fruit. But then once I like really dove deep into it like sugar is sugar is sugar whether like it's coming from uh like pure cane sugar or fruit obviously there's differences like fruit has fiber so it's not going to absorb as quickly um some sugar has like pesticides and residues on it and whatnot but for me personally if it's like actually either plain white sugar or coming from honey or fruit I go totally based off my cravings I guess my non-negotiable would be high fructose corn syrup that that actually is I talk about this in my course a lot that high fructose corn syrup is a completely different molecule than just regular cane sugar and it's actually like 20 times sweeter and 20 times more like carbohydrates in there versus compared to normal cane sugar so no normal cane sugar totally fine with eat it enjoy it love it but high fructose corn syrup definitely non-negotiable yes i'm the same way um and when we met like what two years ago i was kind of transitioning out of like keto carnivore like being super scared of carbs and transitioning more into eating carbohydrates and so i remember talking to you about it And feeling so relieved because you were like, yeah, I have sugar and like, yeah, I eat white rice. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I have been eating these things. I've been feeling kind of bad, but also like, yeah, it was just a huge change. Um, I'm also the same, like no high fructose corn syrup. And that when people say like, oh, sugar is so bad or like these products are so bad. It's like, okay, well, what's in it? It's usually not sugar. It's usually high fructose corn syrup, loads of vegetable oils, loads of preservatives. Um, But when you're using sugar, like... You know, like you're adding a little bit of sugar to your coffee or you're baking your own things at home or like you're getting, I don't know, like you're using it um, when you crave it or like you're homemaking things or using high quality, just like your diet is high quality overall. It really has uh, no negative side effects. And that's like crazy for people to think about. Um, There's a podcast that I listened to with Kitty Bloomfield and Kate Deering that blew Mm. my mind about sugar. Really? So look up, yeah. Look at those two people about sugar. Um, basically, Kate Deering talks about how like sugar is fuel. It's literally yes. energy. Yes. And it's going to increase your metabolism. Yep. And that's why when people say like sugar depletes you and it's bad for your immune system, it's because it's increasing your metabolism and increasing the amount, mm-hmm. like, like the, the rate at which you're burning through nutrients because mm-hmm. yeah, your metabolism is burning faster and if you don't have the adequate fuel and nutrients to compensate Mm -hmm. for that then of course you're going to be depleted but if you're eating sugar within the context of a really nutrient-dense diet you're eating enough you're managing your stress you're you know you're exercising and moving uh like sugar can be beneficial like it is fuel for your cells like straight really easy to digest fuel so yeah and also if you have like cravings it's like once I like gave into my cravings and just like had sugar throughout the day or like sweetened coffee with sugar rather than like stevia or monk fruit it's like 
I don't really have cravings. And when I no. do, it's just like, okay, well, I'm going to eat some fruit or have some like baked yeah. good that has cane sugar or like sweeten, have a spoonful of honey or use cane sugar if I want. Like cravings just, yeah, it just, it satisfies the craving and then I can move on. So. I feel like most people when they have sugar cravings, they either haven't eaten breakfast mm. or they haven't eaten enough protein. Yeah. And like they're craving fuel when in reality they actually need like to eat more protein in their diet, not necessarily sugar. Um, I want to talk about the next one because this is one of my negotiables, mm. but not so much for Maddie. And yeah. that is microwave. So I actually never grew up with a microwave. I was that weird family that never had a microwave in eighth grade even I put a metal cup in the microwave at my school to like heat up my teacher's coffee and it like caught on fire and we had to like evacuate and everyone looked at me like what the heck is wrong with you why would you put foil in the microwave or like metal in the microwave I'm like I don't know how to use a microwave (laughs) like I I don't have a microwave at home and we use the toaster oven and you can Mm -hmm. absolutely put foil or metal in a toaster oven so I was like so far removed from microwaves and still we live with my parents mostly and we don't use a microwave we don't have a microwave there still to this day but that being said at my in-laws we do have a microwave and like I've lived at many other apartments and houses between like high school and recently for like 10 years and we wouldn't use a microwave super often. I don't think food tastes the best when yeah. you reheat it in a microwave. Um, but sometimes, like, your coffee gets cold and you want to heat up your coffee in the <laughs> microwave. I feel like that is, like, the number one reason I would use a microwave. Um, but sometimes I just, I don't know, convenience. And I'm sure it alters the proteins and I'm sure things happen. But, again, I typically don't, but I'm not so strict about it. Yeah. And for me, I'm, like, so anti-microwave. Like, I refuse to use a microwave unless, like, rare, rare occasions I will use a microwave for convenience. Yes. I just don't feel like it heats it, like, thoroughly and well. And I feel like it tastes weird and, like, changes the texture. Um, I've never... We, we, I guess we did own a microwave growing up. So I would use it growing up, but, like, once I moved away to college, I just stopped using microwaves. Do you have Um, one in your tiny house? No. I didn't think so. Nope. Limited space. Yes, very limited space. And yeah, it's just so unnecessary. I'd rather just like heat it up on the stove or have a toaster oven, which I can heat things up in. Yes. Okay, next one is produce quality, meat quality, dairy quality, and just like overall food quality. And you actually might be surprised by this one that this is a negotiable for us Mm -hmm. because obviously we're in the health and wellness field obviously if we can choose between normal beef and grass-fed beef like we're choosing the grass-fed but I think one food nowadays especially in San Diego California um, has gotten so expensive that sometimes it's just better to prioritize less quality um, over than like not choosing it at all or like eating out or whatnot Um, but we personally believe that you should be eating any meat rather than like only choosing the highest quality meat. Um, same with dairy. I mean, for dairy, for the most part, I prefer raw milk um, or raw forms of dairy. But even like cheese, I'm more leaning on cottage uh, cottage cheese, Greek yogurt. Sometimes I'll buy non-organic. Um, I just think it's better to eat whole delicious foods in whatever quality you could get them rather than 
avoiding those things at all because you can't afford the highest thing and then you just go eat out every meal or something like that. Yeah, I've also become a little bit more lenient on all of this stuff because I used to be super strict. So strict about it. It was just like ridiculous uh, how strict I was. And it, yeah, like you said, just prioritizing real whole foods, um, prioritizing quality, obviously, when I can afford it or when I can. But yeah, the reality is, is like I'd rather eat just beef that's not grass fed if, um, you know, I can yes. afford the 100% grass fed option. Or I tell clients all the time, I'm like, if you can't afford pasture-raised organic eggs, like, yes. buy regular eggs. Like, it's still an egg. Yes. Of course, that's not ideal, but that's still an option. Um, and, of course, yeah, if I can, I'm going to prioritize the quality. Um, but that's not always the option. And I think the thing, too, that I would prefer to prioritize is, like, the added ingredients, right? So, like, yes, the daisy sour cream, right? Daisy sour cream is, like, yes. cream, right? Yeah. Cream and culture, maybe. Whereas, yes. you know, it's not, it's probably not grass fed. It's no, probably, it's definitely not, not organic. organic. It's not like A2, A2. Yes. But like, I would rather, I prioritize the added ingredients yes. over everything. And then quality kind of comes second for me. Yeah. So. Like vegetable oils, not buying anything yeah. other than my chips. <laughs> yeah. Not buying anything with vegetable oil. But if it's like just a normal product with one ingredient, two yes. ingredients, like to me, that's totally fine. Okay, another one, kind of shampoo, conditioner, and hairspray. Um, yeah, I've become, I've tried so many different shampoos and mm-hmm. conditioners that are, like, way healthy and natural and, like, so expensive. And I don't know. At this point, I'm just like, okay, like you said earlier, it's not sitting on mm-hmm. my head for long periods of time. It's like you're rinsing it out, of course. Yeah, sometimes there's fragrance in there. I try to prioritize some things, like no parabens or no phthalates or no fragrance. Um, but for me, that's, yeah, it's like, I'm not gonna, I'm a little bit more flexible on like hair products, I think. Um, just because with most of them, you're, you're letting them out of your hair. So it's not staying like on your skin. Yeah. What kind of shampoo do you use? I've been using, um, what's it called? Kevin Murphy. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know if anyone else has had this problem, but I tried so many different natural ones. I feel like my hair fell out more. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just like trying so many like under Luna, which is like this. Yeah, I've that heard, one's great, but I've heard that one's like great, but I've also heard that people's hair fall out yeah. with that one. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm totally the same way. I use the Honest brand. It's like Jessica Alba's oh, brand, yes. and I think it is pretty good overall. Um, it, the only thing is, it is expensive, and I feel like we go through it so fast. I don't know yeah. if it's because. You can also use it as a body wash, and my mm. husband still loves using body wash on his body. I'm just water only. So I don't know if that's why I feel like it goes so fast. Um, but And for conditioner, I just use apple cider vinegar. I know yeah, we've I talked about this before. But to me, it's just like super cheap. Like a whole thing is like $3 and obviously non-toxic. Um, but like if I'm somewhere and I want to use normal shampoo like I'm not it's not that serious for me like it's totally okay also hairspray like if I'm going out with my friends I'm gonna use some freaking hairspray I remember growing up as a kid my mom would always be like don't breathe that in or like spray it outside so even to this day like I'll go outside and spray it and like run away but like I'm still gonna I'm still gonna use it that's what I do with my dry shampoo because I have brown hair and I can't stand dry shampoo that has 
that's white. White. Yeah. It makes my hair white. And so I have one, I think it's like Chris, Kristen S or something from Target. But okay. it's brown. Yeah. And I love it, but it has a fragrance. And so I'm like, I go outside and just yes. spray it. Yeah. Like there's happy mediums to everything. Um, the next thing is makeup, which me and Maddie have a little bit differing opinions of it, but I love it. Um, my favorite makeup brand definitely is Ilia, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're like totally non-toxic clean, um, but I know they're obviously better than other makeup brands. I really wanted to try the Azara. Araza. 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 Yeah, you have to. I love it. I know, because that one's like actually nourishing like yes. to your skin and whatnot but um especially I did my own makeup for my wedding and I just like wanted it to look good so I got like normal nurse Laura Mercier powder and it probably has like talc in it or I got like some lip gloss that's like totally (laughs) like Sephora classic totally toxic um so I think I like went a little over into the toxic realm for my wedding just because I wanted to look really nice um but I don't know I'm definitely gonna get more into non-toxic but for me like it's okay I also don't wear makeup that much like I probably put on makeup like four or five times a month Mm -hmm. like on the weekends when I go to hang out with friends like on a normal everyday so that's another reason why I'm more lenient on it if I were like going into work putting on makeup every single day I would definitely way prioritize cleaner beauty but because it's not so frequent I'm fine like I've had this one blush I swear for like seven years (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like this is definitely toxic like I don't know what to do but I still like it and I still use it yes and I'm more strict on it. I don't know. I just, like, want the stuff that's going on in my face yes. to be really nice. Because um, I think I'm particular about, yeah, like, skin stuff. But I'm like you. I hardly ever wear makeup. Yeah, exactly. So it's, like, so rare that I'm like, okay, it's worth paying this much money. Yes. So, like, I'm going to have this product for a really long time. So exactly. I don't really care. I'd rather just pay more for it and, yeah, just know, like, what I'm actually putting on my face. Yes. Yeah. Um, another one that's... A little bit negotiable for both of us is clothing and fabric quality so obviously this one is uh something again that's like yes on your skin but not necessarily like being absorbed into your skin I mean Mm -hmm. in a way it is um but with clothing and fabric right most fabric is made from uh plastic right yes polyester polyester spandex yep viscose viscose yeah Yeah. like most modern mm mm-hmm most modern fabrics are made with plastic. Uh, so basically, yeah, you you have plastic on your skin all day long. So, of course, like right now, I would love if all of my clothes were like... You would love it. Organic, uh, cotton or hemp or linen. linen. Wool. Yes. 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 So I'm definitely working towards that. Um, in like buying future clothes, I'm like, okay, I really want to prioritize. Yes. Yeah. High quality um, natural fibers. But for right now, I still like, like I have leggings that, you know, are straight polyester or, you know, I have things, but I'm slowly phasing those things out as I, you know, purchase other clothes. So negotiable right now, but like probably, you know, ideally one day I would like make all my clothes, sew all my own clothes and like dye them with natural things and, but that's not the reality of what my life looks like. 
Yeah, I'm very lenient on this as well. Um, my one non-negotiable about this is cotton underwear. I always, I like can't stand synthetic underwear anyways. I feel like sweaty and yeah. awkward and sticky. Um, I've even like thought about bras and I recently mm. bought an organic cotton bra. I'm actually wearing it right now nice. and it's really comfortable and I didn't really, I don't know why, maybe because your boobs aren't like an open organ. I didn't think like it was so important, but I'm like, yeah, breast cancer is so popular. Like you're still absorbing those things. So I definitely have synthetic bras, but I'm, as I like go out and buy more things, um, I'm trying to buy more better alternatives. I have a like rule in my brain that if it's like a cute going out like outfit, I definitely like prior like don't prioritize. I just like okay, it's cute. I'm gonna wear this like once yes. every month or something like that. But if it's more like a lounge at home hangout T-shirt, then I definitely try to prioritize uh, cotton and linen. And but even with cotton, like. Um, non-organic cotton is like sprayed with pesticides. Mm-hmm. I'm, my mom would always make me wash my clothes, be like mm. brand new clothes before buying it to like get off some of that um, pesticide residue, who knows what they put on the, our fabric. So like, of course, ideally organic cotton, organic linen, wool, all these things. But like I'm wearing synthetic uh, leggings that I've had for years and years. They are Lululemon, and I just learned something about Lululemon that they have endocrine disruptors, uh, forever chemicals on their clothes, and it's weird that they're like were found more concentrated in your leg like, groin area. And I know a lot of women don't wear underwear with these things, and it's like, wow, that is really interesting. Why is that happening? Why are they doing that? Um, so yeah, I do the best I can, but like sometimes you want to keep going out, sure, yeah. or like. Or, like, cotton leggings, like, fade weird and stretch weird that sometimes the synthetic ones are better. But we're doing the best we can. Yes. Um, Another one that's negotiable for me, but not for Maddie, is sunglasses. So I definitely don't wear sunglasses all the time. If I'm going to walk on the beach, don't wear sunglasses. But, like, if we're going out to a concert, sometimes sunglasses are a vibe. And they're just, like, a part of the outfit. Um, I recently bought some that are, like, diamond shape. And they are, like, I call them my party glasses. What? I love it. (laughs) Because they're just, like, so cool and fun. Um, I definitely try to, like, get normal light in my eyes. And when I wear sunglasses, it's literally, like... I'm going out to it's hang a out. My statement. Yes, it's a fashion statement. It's not like to protect my eyes. <laughs> yes. Um, my husband actually was like so used to sunglasses that he could not go outside without having sunglasses. Whoa. Like his eyes would water like crazy. And I was like, this is not good. This is not healthy. So I like had to t- slowly train him to like be exposed to Whoa. light. And it especially helps if you expose your eyes to light in the morning, mm-hmm. then you can like handle it more in the middle of the day when it's most sunny. Um, but yeah, I, again, do sunglasses not to actually like protect my eyes from yes. the light, but more cause it's a fashion statement. Yes. I love it. And for me, it's just like, I don't care about sunglasses. Yeah. So, and I also, yeah, would just, like rather my eyes be exposed to light like I want them to be resilient to light yes yeah it's not for me like a fashion statement at all yeah but it's fun I think it's fun sometimes yeah yeah I'll show you the glasses later yeah they're a vibe (laughs) 
And one of the last ones. So this is one of the biggest ones, I think, um, that we're a little bit more negotiable on is prioritizing time with family and friends, even if we do or eat things that are considered unhealthy, right? So things like eating out or staying up late or having a bunch of drinks. um, This is huge because if you've ever, I mean, maybe you're currently in a place with your health where you feel like you can't go out or you can't. Mm-hmm. you know go out to eat with your family or friends or you can't stay up late or you can't drink any alcohol or you can't like do anything that's outside of this regimented routine that you're supposed to maintain that's unhealthy too like yes I, this used to be me I would always like I would say no to going out I would say no to like traveling I would say no to all these things because I'm like well I have to do this and this and this and like I can't mess with my routine and I can't eat anything that's off my diet plan or like I can't do all these things which definitely impacted my mental health and my like yeah just overall health right because community and friendships and all those things are really important and nourishing um to your body and part an important part to your health and healing journey yes this is like my life in a nutshell i sometimes feel like i live a double life because i'm super into health and wellness and nutrition and balancing your hormones but like Half of my friends are like crazy partiers and like love to party and love to stay out late. And sometimes that's super fun. Like I am such a concert girly. I will go, I might go to a concert tonight even. And so sometimes I feel like I live a double life, but I'm also like, no, I'm living proof that you can like Mm -hmm. be healthy, nourish your hormones, like balance your period, have less period pain, like heal your gut, but also like go out with your friends, like drink a few margaritas. We love good tequila, not a vodka girly at all. Um, we like to stay up late sometimes and like hang out and play games at our friend's house. Uh, we like to eat out. Every time we go hang out with one of our friends, we always get pokey out and it's like our tradition. And I feel like if I, what's the point of being healthy and living healthy without like actually going out and living and being amongst your community and obviously I love having friends like you I feel like you're one of my only friends who like is on the I actually have another girlfriend who were like actually really health conscious and mm-hmm. like an early bedtime and yeah but there there needs to be a happy medium somewhere and I saw this quote once that like healing is waking up and looking at the sun and healing is like going for a walk but healing is also going to del taco with your friends at 2 a.m because there's something about that community and like being part of your friends and having fun that yeah you might be tired the next morning but like life was worth living and it was so fun yes so this was like kind of a long episode but so fun so we just wanted to share this i thought it was a fun thing that we've been talking about doing this episode for a long time um and the whole point of it is just to share that we are not perfect it is impossible to be perfect even though again we both have businesses in the health field we will never be that picture perfect of health and even like if you assume that someone is that picture perfect of health like that in itself is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, like like I was just saying, what is the point of living this like perfectly healthy life if you're not actually going to live and enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Um, so you, we can always find balance in anywhere. And the point of this is just to show that your non-negotiables might be different than ours. Like maybe you don't only want organic 
clothing or maybe you only want super clean shampoo conditioner like you can have your own non-negotiables and they're different than ours and that's okay you just want to figure out what you want to prioritize and just let go of the rest like we're all here on this earth for a short amount of time let's make the most of it on both ends maybe something that's not so healthy and then obviously prioritizing healthy wellness when we can so thank you all so much for listening to this episode um if you want to share your health non-negotiables with us let us know maddie where can people chat with you yeah so you can find me on instagram at the gut goddess or my website is thegutgoddess.com what about you bella yes and my instagram is nourished with bella contact me on my website nourishwithbella.com oh my god this was so fun i love you so much thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you next week